Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from central Arkansas. Unfortunately, no Trey Biddy today. He is in transit. Not sure where he's headed, but uh, he will not join us today. And hopefully, uh, he'll be back tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Rick, I'm, I'm having to look at my calendar. Uh, this is such a unusual week for 103.7 The Buzz uh, because of all the activities that's going on. As an example, uh, tomorrow, you mentioned it earlier about baseball, uh, that being 6.30 against mm-hmm. Grand Canyon. And then on Wednesday, weather provided, uh, if it cooperates, there will be a 3 o'clock start against Grand Canyon for Arkansas baseball. And then as we move our way towards the weekend, uh, we talked about the high school finals. They begin noon on Thursday, same on Friday. And then we have games on Saturday. And it will be uh, sandwiched around what we believe uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State. I'm not sure what the weather is down in Starkville, but that's a 6.30 start on Friday. And then it's a 2 o'clock start on Saturday. And if there is uh, baseball to be played, obviously we'll be carrying it on our flagship station, 1037 The Buzz. And then the games that uh, are being played at the um, – High school championships that will be on our live stream 1037thebuzz.com. So busy week, uh, and then we throw in uh, basketball for Arkansas yep. Wednesday night, Wednesday eight, night around mm-hmm. eight thirty, and hopefully Thursday night. We'll see. Yep. Same thing. Yep. Same time. So busy, busy time on our flagship station 1037 The Buzz. All right, let's talk to Woo Pig. Woo Pig, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. Rick and Randy, it's great to hear your voices. Well, thank you. Well, did you have a nice weekend? Well, let me put it this way. I uh, listened to some games, and yeah. uh, when Kurt, when Kerstad hit that uh, home run oh, that at was the great. end of the ninth inning, yeah, that was the candy. That was the cherry on top. Hmm. But, so, yeah, I started out with some European golf, and uh, there's a guy that's like 44 years old, 498 starts and never won a game. And he's still you, know, you know what was so impressive, though, about Kerstad's blast was it was into, I think at one time they showed the graphic, when it was like 18 miles an hour. You could look at the flags, and, I mean, they were going crazy. Uh, the fact that he got it out of there, now, I didn't get it out by much, but when Franklin hit the ball between third and short, 
I got to thinking, is he going to knock one out of here? But he might have to go opposite field to do it. But no, he defied the odds and took it out in right field. Well, I'll tell you what, going out to right field that day was kind of like playing golf at the Arnie uh, International, Arnie Palmer International Open. <laughs> and I was wondering at the end of the game, Rick, you know, I know you're from up there, what kind of wind there was. And since Randy jumped in there with that, that was one of my questions. What a great answer. How about? Did you know, oh, go did, ahead. Did, hey, did you know that the, they're, they're really lying to you? They're lying to us. If you read the back of a one-a-day label, it'll say on the top of the back, take two daily. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, no, it doesn't. can't. It does. It doesn't. Really? Yeah, I was comparing Centrum with the one-a-days. And yeah. my, my friend, my friend in Chicago has Centrum, and I have one of these. And and somewhere I'm like, I have eight thousand three hundred and thirty-three percent of some mineral in there. Well, that's great. Well, yeah, I that's hope you don't great. turn to salt or something. But uh, <laughs> one a day says take two. Yep. That is They're hilarious. Lying. They are lying to you. Take two at one at one time of the day, or or you take one. At one time of day, one doesn't matter. If you take two well, in each day, that's more than one a day. No, there is a re- reason. Uh, there's a all right. You take two a day with a meal, so that's how you do it. I don't care if you take one and one or if you take two. So if you, you don't have, eat, you just a, take one, right? Well, if you don't eat, you're eating. Uh, just vitamins. take one a day. Okay. Listen, we had we had such a great weekend here. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that the uh, <laughs> Baseball team came back. The women's team, well, yeah, they got beat, but uh, they were playing South Carolina. Yeah. Every girl in South Carolina was taller. We weren't hitting our shots. When you're not hitting your shots and you start out six and over uh, six, and they're shooting their shots and they're all going in, well, that's yeah. a recipe for disaster. Right. And, and the men, I think we played a wonderful game there too. Uh, do. Yeah. Yeah, we lost, and uh, yeah, it was home cooking. Maybe that was a wonderful game. Well, we played good. Well, two or three of them did. Championship wrestling, they were playing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen about this daylight savings time. I have something to say about that too. I'm going to tell you that it's good for uh, people that are working because in Arkansas in the summertime it gets hot. So if you can start a little bit earlier. And, and work early, and then you have the rest of the day. You can go fishing and relax and enjoy yourself. I always thought it was for the farmers. Thank you, OP. Yeah, that's that's what I always, I always thought, thought it was too. For the yeah, that's what I thought too. Hey, all through the Midwest, it gives you an extra hour of daylight so you can do your work outdoors. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's what I've always heard. All right, let's talk to uh, Savage. I don't know where that copy is coming from. Me. Savage. Either. Good afternoon. Afternoon, fellas. Hey, as far as the high school uh, championships, basketball championships, is it going to be broadcast on PBS? Yes. Like, like PBS, it was last year, so like yes. Jack- yes. The yes. Jacksonville game, all that will be televised? Yes, sir. Uh, that's what I want to know. But, hey, as far as the baseball team, Rick, do you think it was uh, all in their head, you know, all the hype that was coming in, they were supposed to be this big powerhouse, mm, and come out possibly. and lose five in a row? Do you think it's mental? You know, they just thought they'd come out and just show up, not actually play could have been that. You'd hate to go to Houston and play the teams they played down there. 
Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor and think all you have to do is show up. But you could come back against Illinois State maybe and think that. And, and you just and, or see how South Alabama is hitting 200 as a team. Uh, you, you, you just cannot think that way. You just can't. Uh, but, I mean, but again, it's, a, it's been I mean, more pitching than it has hitting. I mean, if you had to pinpoint something, is it the, the lack of the pitching? Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Uh, again, you look at some of the starting pitching hasn't been solid, and then guys that uh, they were expecting to pitch very well out of the bullpen have not. Now, again, the late and inning they guys haven't had timely hitting. They haven't yeah, had timely late, hitting. Well, but hey, when you're down eight to nothing, how much timely hitting can you have? You, you, no, no, you need no. To, I'm talking about in um, was it in the um, Illinois State game? Left twelve men uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 12 men on. Couldn't get the right. key knock. Right. And what's the time on uh, Connor and Elwood? And I'll get off there, guys. Appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, we'll start Friday against Mississippi State. That's that's what they're hoping. They He wanted to pitch this past weekend. They wanted to be take a precaution and not throw him. I guess you saw where uh, Justin Verlander. Yeah. He's got a strained lat. Yeah. Said he says it'll take a miracle to be ready on on opening day, uh, but not serious. He said he's had the same had the same injury in 2015. This one's not as serious as that one was. So you know he may miss a start or two uh, in the regular season, but it shouldn't hurt him. It shouldn't keep him out too long. Steve, I hope you're still listening. You can go on to MLB.com, and today. Uh, there was a story written by Brian Hawk, um, a look at when the injured Yankees are due back. And it's, hmm. it is almost getting to the point of ridiculous, just like it was last year over the weekend. Gary Sanchez had to uh, miss some action. But um, Aaron Judge, possibly, he might have surgery after it's all said and done. Stress fracture, the first right rib Aaron Hicks already out with um, Tommy John surgery. He's not expected back till the summer. Don't know when Aaron Judge gets back. Paxton had the back injury, uh, the lumbar, and the removal of assist. Uh, he's due back in May or June. Se- uh, Louis Severino, Tommy John elbow surgery. He's out for at least a year. Giancarlo Stanton. Grade one strain of the right calf. He's out indefinitely. And um, what can happen next? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have you, you carry a lot of Kleenex around every time you talk about the yeah, Yankees? Yeah, sky's falling. Yeah. Okay. Sky's falling. That's, okay. that's, a, that's a fact. All right. Uh, this from our Keith Lee service company. To, while, uh, live feedback. Wild Bill. Rick and Randy, from what I've seen the last couple of starts for Patrick Licklander, mm. it seems he must be tipping his pitches in some way. His pitches don't seem to be repetitive, but other batting coaches have found something. That's my opinion. I'd be wrong, but I have no other explanation. Have a great day. Well, you could be right. That It does happen, uh, you know, through all the sign-stealing uh, drama, uh, it's forgotten that sometimes guys do tip their pitches, uh, and you don't need sophisticated machinery to figure that out. I don't know whether Wicklander's doing that or not. Certainly, those smarter than I am, the pitching coach, the uh, the coaching staff's going to know that. They're going to take a look at it, watch everything on video. They do it over and over and over again. But uh, something's happened. You know, the first couple games, he 
when he did pitch well, it was like, okay, he's got his control. Remember last year, walks were an issue with him. And uh, they were always got his control, and first couple starts he did. Then all of a sudden, the last couple, he's walked a bunch of hitters. And when you walk people, you're just, you're just giving the other team an opportunity. And then you also give up as many hits as he has. And that spells lots of runs for the other team. Now, he's good, and with talent, you have to say, okay, maybe you get through two or three starts, and then you come back and uh, you'll be okay. Uh, I just happened to be home very briefly on the day Garrett Cole was pitching for the Yankees last week. He was pitching an exhibition game against the Detroit Tigers. Well, I just turned it on, and I thought, well, I'll watch an inning or two. And uh, in the first inning, he was up two home runs back-to-back. He pitched, I think, two or three innings and gave up six runs. Do you think anybody on the Yankees is real worried about Garrett Cole? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they're worried at all. And so the same thing with Wicklander. Sometimes early in the year, you've got to work some things out, and as the season goes along, you get better. That, that's the, at least the hope. Well, and, I mean, it's about, <clears throat> pardon me, location, location, location. Yeah, right. And you better have some movement on the ball to go along with that. Um, I know the two-seamer moves quite a bit. And uh, that's – I was telling my wife the other day, I listened to Bubba and their broadcast and uh, some others, and ah, it's a two-seam, that's a four-seam. And I'm thinking, I guess my days of broadcasting a baseball game are over because I can't see that well. Now, I can see when the ball breaks and and maybe judge whether or not that was a slider or, or was it a curve. But, mm-hmm. um, man, when they start all this two-seam, four-seam stuff, I'm like, I just I can't see it well enough anymore to to um, to call a ball game. Well, you, right. you have to you have to you really have to know it to see it. I obviously know what a two seam and a four seam are, but I, I've got to say I would have to, and I haven't done games for three years now either. But it, it would you'd have to really study it and watch the how the ball breaks because they do break differently. Interesting, it's still a fastball. But you're throwing either with the seams or across the seams, and it breaks differently depending on which one you do. Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't actually see the ball being gripped in a pitcher's hand and see it, it's not that easy to call. No. No. Uh, let's see also from our Keithley Service Company live feed feedback. Will says, who is starting tomorrow, meaning pitcher? I haven't seen anyone announced yet. I haven't seen that yet either. Um, I, I I don't know. It Tuesday and two. If Blake Tuesday. Adams gets a shot. Maybe Wednesday because uh, he did pitch in relief this weekend, uh, or maybe he would pitch Tuesday. I, I'm not sure. But they're going to pitch against Grand Canyon, <clears throat> so you figure Grand Canyon's got a deep team, don't you think? <laughs> Okay, I had my buzzer blocked. I know you hated that. Oh, it's all right. Take time, yeah, to get to it. So, I'm curious if they'll um, talk with an echo. You ever think about that? Yeah, yeah. I sure, sure they do. Um, also, <laughs> I upset the dogs. Uh, from our Keith Lee Service Company live feed feedback, Doug says, "Player of the year. I feel like the player of the year should be the highest average scoring." That no. is Mason Jones with 22 <laughs> points per game. Well, that's not always the case. Uh, but isn't it interesting, and at least for conference games, he's the leading scorer. And for all games, he's the leading scorer. Now, 
if Arkansas, all your postseason games count. So any games, he may not play as many games. Somebody might pass him. And we're not talking about total points. It goes by average. Arkansas has been in the SEC since 1992. They've had Todd Day, Lee Mayberry, uh, Scotty Thurman, Corliss Williamson, uh, Gennaro Pargo, Ronnie Brewer. We could talk about a lot of the great, Bobby Portis. And Mason Jones is the first one to ever lead the SEC in scoring. That, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? That he is yeah, the first is. Razorback to ever lead the SEC in scoring. Now, when Portis made player of the year a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. that was on a team that won, what, 24 games, if I remember correctly? Yeah, something like that. They, yeah, they were really good. And won uh, an NCAA tournament game, too. Yeah. So that, that gave merit to... Uh, to Bobby for those postseason accolades. Yeah, they actually uh, won twenty. See. They won twenty six games actually. Twenty six. Okay, let me mm-hmm. twenty four, twenty five, whatever mm-hmm. that be. Um, from our Keith Lee Service Company live fan feedback, Reed says, once again for those who can't understand it, the team went six and twelve. Let's please stop saying that Musselman did a great job with this team. He did a decent job. Let's stop with the other reaction. And thinking we're going to make the Final Four next year. Okay, if we're not going to say that, going to the Final be Four. Very but disappointed when we are right on the bubble next year. Might not be right on the bubble, but let's let's correct one thing. It's not that much better. But they were seven and eleven. They were not six and twelve. And that's the second time that you've emailed and said or live fan feedback and said six and twelve. Seven and eleven's not great. It's a lucky number, really, right? But. They were seven and eleven, not six and twelve. Nonetheless, that's under five hundred, and you would expect it, this team had every opportunity to be nine and nine at worst, and they weren't. So I, I get I get your complaint, but they were seven and eleven, and they did tie Missouri, but Missouri had the tiebreaker, so Missouri's ten and Arkansas's eleven. Well, again, that that zero and five stretch. That was, that was tough. Was yeah, that's right. Tough. Maybe right. no excuses, but that's No, because other teams fast. have injuries, too. But in spite and of it all, they had chances to win those games. They they had chances to win all but one of them, yes. The only one that really was not, they were not in, was the Tennessee game over right. at Knoxville. And they came back and beat Tennessee. But Arkansas, again, at something home. happened, and whether it was just Isaiah Joe or whatever it is, you know, those wins at Indiana and Georgia Tech, Made Arkansas confident on that they went to Ole Miss and won. They went to Alabama and won. That's not an, that's not easy. A lot of teams got beat by Alabama at Tuscaloosa. They went to Alabama and won. But, boy, from that point on, the road games, and some of them were excruciating losses, two points at LSU. You know, there were some other tough road losses. But they, they never won another road game. Nope. And, uh, again, the NET, I don't think, weighs as greatly, though, losing the game on the road as long as you're competitive. Even mm-hmm. with that loss on Saturday to A&M, Arkansas's yeah. NET only fell, what, four or five spots down to number 40, or 45, I should say. Yeah, but so that's not that's not good they, enough. And, and the NET, well, it's not they good are, enough. No. Hey, Arkansas could win four games this, this week, four. 
and the NET could go up to 30-something, and I still don't think they'd get in. I think the NCAA would look and say, hey, they were 7-11 and 11 in the conference. They finished 11th. I don't think you can get in. And I think the only way they get in is win the whole thing. Oh, I agree. I have been agreeing with you on that. All right, let's talk to uh, DK. DK, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I, I, ain't, I ain't as sharp as the other draw, but help me out now, because I keep hearing a whole bunch of people saying, well, you know, they lost five without uh, Isaiah Joe. So mm-hmm. did they lose six when he was back? They lost, uh, well, they were 17. Aren't they three and two since and he came five. back? And five. Yeah, three and two since he's come back. Three wins at home and two losses on the road. That's correct. Well, yeah, but I ain't just talking about since he came back. I'm talking about you said they lost 11 games. Five of them 11 games. He wasn't there, so I'm saying. Right. He was there well, for they, six of them losses. No, he's there for seven. They, they're 19 and 12. So he was okay. there for, yeah, he was there for seven of the losses. That's right, but. Um, nonetheless, he might, they might not have lost those five games. They might have won at least two of them had he been there. Well, Rick, I got a saying I picked up from this old guy. Used to work, but he always <laughs> tell me when I go to talk about maybe if, yeah. if the dog wouldn't have stopped to take a crap, he would have caught the rabbit. Well, that's probably a good deal for the rabbit. <laughs> so, let's just stop with all this. Well, he could have. He was there for oh, look, a look, hey, in, injuries are part of the game. Hey, but yeah. The difference is Arkansas yeah. was so thin that if you take a player out of there, they, they couldn't. They had a hard time oh, compensating. Oh, DK. Don't be a party pooper. Agree <laughs> with something. No, no, it's the dog that did that. It wasn't DK. <laughs> hey, you gentlemen have a good rest of the day. Okay. Thank all you, right. buddy. Be a part of the program. Call 433-1037 in the Little Rock area and 1-800-477-1037 from all of Arkansas. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Let's talk with uh, LC. LC, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. Y'all doing okay? Yes, Very sir. Good. Thank you, sir. Good. Um, you know, this year, our no bench to speak of, no inside game, Joe's injury, and some of the worst referees I've ever seen. You know, I mean, all in all, it wasn't as bad as obviously it could have been. I think uh, he's been in a couple times there. We probably would be 500 in the conference, that's my opinion, and we'd be looking at a whole different scenario. But um, as far as the NIT, if we we look at that, because we're not built for a strong tournament run, I don't think, you know, with just what I just said. But uh, you got four teams probably going to the NCAA tournament. We finished 11th in our league. What what kind of seed do you think that leaves us as an NIT bird? Well, they're, they're going to look at the overall record. They're going to look at your your conference record. Last year, Arkansas was 17 and 15 going into the NIT, and. Played two games, won a game, and then lost at Indiana. Really a, a very close game. But they had to go on the road both times. They didn't even get a home game out of it. I think if, if particularly if they can beat Vanderbilt and you're 20 and 12, and then whether it's 20 and 13 or 20-something else in 13, 
I think they'll get at least a home game out of this. Plus, their attendance this year has been so good. I think they'll at least get a home game. I don't know what that means for seeding. I guess that means you got to be one of the top 16, right, uh, to get a home game. I, I think they could they could do that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, our I think our place in the conference doesn't actually hurts. That's call right. As bad as we are. No, you know, we're better than that. Right. That's right. Yeah. And and hopefully a committee would look at that. So many close losses, and the NCAA selection committee does take into consideration injuries. That's why I had Arkansas won against A&M and gotten their record up to 8-10. and 10. If they'd have won a game or two at the tournament, I think they still could have gotten in because they would have looked at Isaiah Joe out 0-5. But losing that game Saturday, I think, knocked them off the perch. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. Thanks. Thank you, Thanks LC. for calling. Let's talk with Danny. Danny, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. What's going on, fellas? Y'all doing okay? Hey, buddy. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, I'm I'm almost condensed now. I got a few things first, but yeah, I'm almost condensed now. A lot of the mid to lower tier teams in a conference in college basketball. Um, we they don't we don't have they don't lose games on the road because of lack of crowd noise. The officiating changes. Now am I making excuses? Maybe. I don't know. I just thought the A and M game just convinced me that I mean, it's like when you go on the road you're fighting the officials and I guess a little bit of the fan noise. That's just the way I see it. it makes it a lot harder. So like if we were at home, some of those calls give us a victory if they go our way. But maybe well, isn't um, it interesting though? And you and you look at the A and M game and say, well, they shot 15 free throws and A and M shot 31. The last home game against LSU, they shot 54 free throws. So were, were was LSU fouling much more than Texas A and M, or that much more? 54 free throws in a game? That's 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 outrageous, really. And and well, if you're LSU, you're, you're looking, looking at, at that and saying that's ridiculous, just like Arkansas well, felt that way Saturday. Well, let's break that down for a second. You look at Mason Jones. He goes mm-hmm. to the hole almost all the time. He does. And he really does get fouled, and he gets yes, he fouled does. a lot. He won't lie. And You're right. there's some missed calls on him. LSU don't have players that do. A lot of players in this league do not go aggressively to the hole like Mason Jones. You have to call that stuff because can't nobody stop him. Yeah, and so right. 54 free throws, man. That's <laughs> man, still, that's still, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to fact check, but a previous caller said, well, he averaged 21-something a game, and he led the league in scoring, so he should be player of the year. Corliss, I don't even think, think averaged 30 minutes a game. Averaged 19.7 points. And got Player of the Year, so I don't I don't believe any of that. Just because you lead the uh, league well, in scoring, you get no. And he's also on a team that doesn't have much depth, so he has to play thirty eight or thirty nine minutes a game. Right? It, yeah, exactly. And uh, real quick, Randy, uh, Freaky Joe and, and Rick, he was saying earlier, um, he's thinking the magic numbers three go twenty two and thirteen. To get in the and NCAA, he, he feels strongly to get in the NCAA and uh, 
no. and you feel like we got to win the whole thing. But yes. this, will they? And, and then I'll let you go after this. Will they factor in uh, the absence of uh, of Isaiah Joe and uh, yeah, I, yes, and, 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 and Brandy had, had back here, buddy. Thanks, had Arkansas Danny. had a better Appreciate conference you. record, just as we said a minute ago. If they had a better conference record, they would have definitely factored that in, and I think Arkansas would have a definite chance. I think going seven and eleven in the conference, they're they're not going to do it. They're they're again, even if you win four games at the tournament, you can look overall and say, yeah, that's twenty three wins, but you're seven and eleven in your conference, and the SEC is not regarded this year as a great conference. No. So. Um, you know, I I think it's you know you look at even Florida. Florida was supposedly a gut cinch before this past weekend. They blew a big lead to Kentucky. They're nineteen and twelve. They're they're not a guarantee right now. No, they're, I they're, think they've they're, got work to do. Yeah, uh, and Mississippi State has won twenty one games, and they're not a guarantee right now. So uh, the only absolute guarantees in the SEC are Kentucky, Auburn, and LSU. That's it. I think one of the others will get in. One of the others will get in. But if you're Florida and Mississippi State, you don't need to go down there and lose the first game you play. If you do, then both of them, I think, would be on the bubble. In the NIV. Let's talk to Chuck. Chuck, good afternoon. Hey, guys. I got a couple questions. The first one is, does it drive you guys crazy watching Razorback games, them talking about the bubble, the non nonstop? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I get so tired of though they're in. They're the fourth one out. They're the just talk about the game. You know, why is it every and it and this has been going on for like the last six or eight games. It drives you nuts. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I'm, I wondered if next time y'all talk to Bradley, ask him if they if they really hammer that in with them to. Uh, yes, they do. We we have talked to Pat about that because he knows it drives me crazy. I don't know if it drives Randy crazy, but I, I I expressed the same thoughts that you did, and he said yes in the meetings. That is definitely a big big deal. Talking about going to the NCAA, it's too yeah. much. They do it too much. Talk yeah, about this trying, game. They're trying to hype the audience to keep them tuned in. To, you're watching a quality team play. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, the other question was about Malik Monk. I know that he got suspended, and yeah. it seems like it's been kind of a hush-hush deal. Have y'all heard anything mm-hmm. about that situation or what, what even transpired? Appreciate the, it's the appreciate Yeah, time, it's the, he, uh, he, he failed the NBA drug policy, but they, they never talk about – the NBA is pretty secretive about what it is or any or, – I haven't even seen Randy. How long the suspension is? Have you? Indefinite. Just, he's suspended well, indefinite. indefinite. Well, yeah. well, indefinite could be two games or the rest of his life. We, you know, that's what indefinite means. But usually, it's like, okay, he broke the policy. He's out four games. In the NFL, if you break that, if you break the break the drug policy, the first time, it's four games. Period. It doesn't matter what you do. It's four games. So in this instance, why do we not know? I don't know. I don't know if that's at the discretion of the club or whether it's an NBA policy that the only one who can make that kind of comment, that kind of clarification would be the NBA office itself, which is where the suspension came down from the beginning. And uh, so I, I really don't know the answer to that, why, why they're being so secretive, um, unless maybe additional testing is still ongoing. I, I, don't, I don't know. But there has been no timetable set for his return. I do know that. 
and it is, quote, indefinite as we speak. All right, from, this, uh, from our Keith Lee Service Company live feed and feedback, um, Hot Dog says, NIT, read today that we are projected a number one seed in the NIT. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but that would be wonderful. If, you do, if you're number one seed in the NIT, as long as you win, you get three home games. Wouldn't yeah. we love that? You stay there until uh, you get uh, to New York. Yes. Uh, also from our Keith Lee Service Company live feed feedback, Matt says, look it up. Look it up. Daylight savings time. Change causes more heart attacks than any other day of the year. Really? Hmm. Okay. Ryan says all these people saying they can't wait till next year because Musselman's going to win the SEC. LOL. Get real. They'll be better. We don't know if they'll win the SEC, but they'll, they'll, they should be improved. Talent level will go up. The depth will go up considerably. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. It's Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Um, I love reading these kind of articles, obviously, when it, it uh, involves a player that is coming to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was written by Tom Luganville, and um, he's very renowned in evaluations, uh, particularly high school kids, and uh, you see him quite a bit on television. So he had uh, the five freshman quarterbacks who could make an immediate impact. And... Um, First one he listed was Bryce Young, Alabama. Of course, he's got to beat out Matt Jones for that spot. Uh, Georgia Tech scored a big uh, flip uh, back in the uh, late signing period when Jeff Sims, who was previously committed to Florida State, he flipped to uh, Georgia Tech. And uh, there was a young man out of Wake Forest named Mitch Griffiths. And uh, then Luke Dottie. Uh, for South Carolina, but then there's a young man by the name of Malik Hornsby. Hmm. And I know Stan, you'll love this because he is that dual-threat guy. Hmm. Says, um, this is what he had to say, yes, Felipe Franks is a grad transfer for the Hogs, but Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman and offensive coordinator Kendall Bryles will have to scheme around an offensive line that will be a work in progress, and Hornsby provides a true dual threat option. His ability to improvise when the pocket breaks down bodes well for him in terms of playing time. So, what that's worth, that is who Tom Luganville says has a chance to make an impact this upcoming season. Hey, let's hope he's right. Yep, exactly. Uh, from our Keith Lee Service Company live feed feedback press, uh, Fred says, uh, Trey Biddy and some of his staff are traveling to a 247 sports uh, conference today. Uh, so he may be gone for a few days unless able to a remote program. He has the capacity to do it by phone through the yep. app. Right. So if he's able to be free at his normal 5 o'clock slot, then uh, we'll have Trey Biddy on tomorrow. Um, also from our Keith Lee Service Company Life in Feedback, Wolf of Waldo. Hmm. Is that Waldo, Arkansas? That is. That's my hometown, just outside of um, 
I was born in Waldo, about five miles away from Magnolia. I am so sick and tired of hearing all these clowns bashing Musk. The man was left with no size. The man was left with no depth. His best shooter and defender missed five games in a row at a key time. The previous coach won 17 games with the same roster and, and an NBA starter. Give me a break. Go find another team. If you don't like Musk, woo pig. Well, who's, who's bashing him? That is, is, who's, who's bashing him, Randy? I mean, yeah. oh, I, there's been I read some live fan feedbacks where they're kind of slapping really? him. Hmm. Okay. Um, Blaine says from our Keith Lee Service Company live fan feedback. Randy, what's the guy talking about? Musk not overachieving forgets is that we had a terrible record last year with Daniel Gafford, the first round pick. The Ga- Gafford went in the second round, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, I think the second round. If Musselman could have had him then, we would have easily made the tournament. So, yes, he overachieved this year. Chick says, winning in the SEC. Now, this is a true statement, probably. Coach Musk will not take a Razorback team to glory until he starts wearing $5,000 suits and $900 <laughs> shoes. I don't know about that. I, I kind of like that they wear coaching shirts. I, that's unusual. I think it's good. I, I still don't know where the coat and tie tradition came from. It's been going on for a long, long time. But I think it looks fine. Look, You look like that's what football coaches wear, right? I mean, poor, poor uh, Bruce Pearl. I mean, it looks like he's jumped into the swimming pool. <laughs> By the time that's he true. gets to the second half, his suit is sopping wet. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, Calipari never messes up his hair, so you know there's a couple of guys that uh, which hair has nothing to do with it. Uh, from our Keith Lee Service Company live in feedback, Kenneth says, "Can you ask Trey if he thinks Luke Jones may take over the center if the slow snaps continue into next season?" Absolutely. Um, Trey the slow had, snaps, slow snaps will not continue, not not with this coaching no. staff. No, no, you're you're exactly right. Uh, they could move him to guard and play somebody else at center. Uh, you know, he's an experienced lineman. You don't want to just throw him out of there. But um, yeah, you you got to get the ball to the quarterback quicker than that. Uh, right now, this was Trey with his projected depth chart at center. He has Ty Clary, but then he has Luke Jones. I think Luke Jones will take over that spot, but that's just my opinion. And um, this one, Rick, I guess I have to say, is basically for you. Okay. I know you don't like to play play these games. Uh, okay. This was off of ESPN Baseball. Yeah. Our MLB over-unders for 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, have you seen this? No, I bet I've, I've heard okay. over-unders uh, listening to MLB, and so I don't know if the ESPNs are the same as some of the others, but I've heard some of them thrown out there. Uh, amid the blowback over Houston sign-stealing scandal, mm. the fans shut out the team's talented players. Come the Midsummer Classic by each rule. Oh. Uh, by rule, each team must have one player on the roster. Will the Astros be un- unofficially capped at that? The over-under is one and a half. Wow. Uh, I got to go over that. I, th- I think they'll get at least two. 
But that's a good point I hadn't really thought of. You know, there are fans in uh, cities other than Houston, they're going to boo them regardless. And uh, sure. whether whether some of them participated or not, obviously their pitching staff didn't, but they'd say, well, they should have said something about it. They've got a couple of guys on their team, or they've got several guys on their team that weren't even there in 2017, but that doesn't matter. They'll boo them too. How about Alvarez, the guy that just had a tremendous rookie year last year? He didn't have anything to do with it, but they'll boo him. They'll boo everybody. So uh, I don't know because it is a it is a fan poll, right, to get in. So, but I'll say no. I I think they'll get at least two. They're they're too talented not to. Giancarlo Stanton plus Aaron Judge combined playing games at one sixty one point five. Wow. I mean, that is barely 80 games for each yeah but figuring where they've been and the fact that they're both injured right now i don't know i, I that that may be that's that's a number about what you might think is that could be over or under i could go either way on they that. combined last year for just 120 games wow goodness hour number three is straight ahead 